0: What do I want to spend time on that doesn't feel like a waste of my time, where something that I feel that my investment in what I'm putting time into actually has a return that's fulfilling to me, not just because it's a job that needs to get done.
1: You're listening to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose, and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what... This show is for you, and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here listening, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to today's show. I have Katie Blomberg here from Her Elevated, which is a fitness studio in Sacramento, right? hmm Yeah. Awesome. And... Katie is a fitness instructor for women, a confidence creator and studio owner, doing her best to help change the narrative and societal norms through movement, sunshine and positivity. So beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) And I always just love to kind of start with. First of all, where we are. So I, it's so funny when I started this podcast, I had this vision that like every week I would be recording from like somewhere new and exciting, but every podcast. I like that idea. Yeah, (laughs) But I'm like, I'm at home. I'm in LA. And are you in Sacramento? I'm in Sacramento. Yes. (laughs) At home. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I
0: was somewhere exciting too, but you know, I know business. So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we, have, we have goals to work toward pretty soon. If yes. you keep listening, I'll, we'll be in really cool places all over the world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but I love, okay, so we're both at home and I'm super pumped to like meet you and connect with you because we've never met in person, but we've been following each other on Instagram and Katie actually came through a connection and a recommendation to be on the podcast from Brooke, who, if you've been listening to the show or following along, Brooke is a really dear client and friend of mine, an artist. And I believe she also, she does your art for yourself She does.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. For
1: like two months now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. So I feel like, yeah, Brooke was our connection and she's doing your art and Brooke and I sort of go way back at this point. And I'm just really excited to sit with you. And I love seeing your Instagram and your social media it's so beautiful and hearing you say like through changing the narrative through sunshine and positivity I see that so much in your art through Brooks' art and through everything that you share
0: thank you it's I feel like that it, Instagram which whether you like love it or hate it it's um become my little like creative outlet and so manipulating that page it's all me and all my voice but like um, Even the colors you choose and what I choose to share, like I just really try to keep it super positive and and radiate, you know, a sunny side of life and uh-huh. a way to spin things and see a different perspective. And that's so that's my platform and trying to contribute that to the world. So yeah,
1: you do such a great job. I love following and just like seeing your posts. I'm like, oh yeah, that's always like. Oh, thank you. Right. So I appreciate. Like it takes so much effort. I feel like more than we might think or even give ourselves credit for, but it takes so much effort to like curate and create something like that. So I appreciate it as a receiver of it. Thank you. And
0: time. It takes so much time. My goodness. But I couldn't like hand it to somebody else and be like, here, do this for me, right? Because it's not me. And and I've tried to do the whole oh, you should talk about these five pillars. And I'm like, you're gonna get what you're gonna get. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's not consistent. It is what it is. It may not even be studio or fitness related. But it's part of me. And it's part of like, this elevated lifestyle thing I try to promote. And so it makes it on the page.
1: Yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. And it's so clear. And it's so funny because I feel the same way. I'm like, okay, I have room to grow on my social media. And then anytime I go and look at somebody like, oh, this is how, whether it's, this is how you grow your account or this is how you do effective marketing. Or I'm just like, you know, I could, but I'm just going to write like books and all my <laughs> captions about whatever I feel like. And yeah that's my approach. (laughs) Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But such a good testament to like, I know so many people listening are running businesses or just showing up in life. I mean, it, they really go hand in hand and it's whatever feels good to you and makes sense to you and feels exciting for you to share is always going to be like the thing that's the most received and the most felt. So I
0: I hope so. And you know, I have a lot of people, whether they interact with me through social media or not, whether they like the post or, or actually message me, I eventually have people who say, I really like what you're promoting. I really like your genuineness or your authenticity or your voice or what you talk about. And so for that, that means like so much more than however many followers, like, I don't care about that. You want to be there? Mm -hmm. Please be there. You don't want to be there. Okay, bye. That's cool too you know, and it's more meaningful to me that someone gets a true genuine version of myself versus this curated facade of, of a person or like following these trends of how to get more people and stuff. Like, it's not me. It goes against the integrity of my soul. So it's not happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's so good. And like, and not to I I feel the same way. Like, I could not agree more. I think my follower account has been stagnant. It's funny, my follower account has been stagnant, but Mm -hmm. my life hasn't been stagnant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My business hasn't been stagnant. So, I don't really care. And, you know, on the other end of that, I think some people do like doing, like, following trends and creating and that's fun. And, like, if it's fun for you, hell yeah. If it's not fun for you, you don't need to do it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I would love to start. We were chatting a little bit about this pre-show about sort of how you got into where you are now, which is like running her elevated and doing this beautiful work. And you were sharing how, I love the way you said this, you were sharing how movement is like this nucleus for you and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're take on you know what your experience has been and for everybody listening i think i said studio owner fitness instructor but you primarily is her elevated all fitness no okay. for
0: me it is as it's a really kind of hard <laughs> thing to explain sometimes so basically we have this wellness studio as i kind of like to call it um and it's a hybrid. So that means that basically I'm in there, I teach probably about, I don't know, 10 classes plus a week for just women. And then I do personal training. So then when I'm not in the studio, because obviously, I don't want to be in there 24 seven, I rent the space out to other wellness instructors of the whole kind of wellness spectrum, right? So we have um, like monthly, we have many cacao ceremonies, uh, drum circles, sound healing. We have a lot of sound healing that takes place in the studio. I have another personal trainer. We have Zouk dance. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's very cool. Kind of like new dance style, I think that's coming through. Um, we have a breathwork class. We have a flow class, which is kind of like if you went to festivals and you flow and dance. And what else? We have some other, uh, like a 60 and over ladies fitness class oh, that's taught by an an another older lady. Um, we have all sorts of things. We have birthday parties. We have uh, a lot of workshops. We have sound healing classes. So it's just an array of anything that basically has to do with wellness, but then also life events, right? Like I said, like birthday parties, we've had baby showers, bridal showers, things like that. So it's kind of this gym that doesn't look like a gym, which is what I wanted. So <laughs> like, so cool. Aesthetically and... By looking at it, most people don't understand really what it is because you can't see all the fitness equipment in the back. So yeah, that's generally what it is. It's it's kind of founded in through movement, but it has all of these, all of branches to other ways of elevating yourself.
1: So beautiful. I'm like, who else wants to move to Sacramento? and get a membership? <laughs> I'm like,
0: let me expand. My next destination can be Maui. So if you want to go work in Maui, let's go there.
1: Perfect. (laughs) Um, So, so beautiful. So doing so many things and Mm -hmm. I love like just throwing it all in there under the umbrella of like elevating your life. So I love that. Thanks for painting the picture. And I feel like for anybody, if you're listening and you're not driving, just like pull up Instagram right now and check it out so you can get a feel in this conversation. It's her underscore elevated just to get like a visual. And I would love to ask you how, if you kind of want to take us back of how you really got started Mm -hmm. doing this work in the, if you want to start in the movement area and sort of explain there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the movement aspect, like I always played sports kind of growing up, but like, it was never my life by any means. And, um, it all kind of pivoted when I was working at Franklin Templeton investments in the sales department in miserable. <laughs> that and, just sounds
1: uh, <laughs> like the name. Say that again.
0: <laughs> uh, Franklin Templeton investments. I don't know they're a mutual funds company, yeah. a big uh, international finance company. So, yeah. um, I had this dreamy idea of like going international through that, but that was very short lived because it just wasn't my gig. Right. Mm. And, um, I worked with a bunch of other women and I noticed just how like low energy throughout the day they had. So I was like kind of encouraging them like, Hey, there's a gym at this campus that we work at. Let's go work out. Um, Let's go for a walk. Let's get some sun. Let's go sit outside. You know, let's, let's move. We got to get out of these chairs. Like eating the pancakes at the cafeteria is not going to help your productivity. Like we got to move. Right. So while I was there, I also started like a little stair running club because I like to run stairs. I don't like to run, but I like to run stairs. You know, I like a quick little burst and then, you know, do that numerous times rather than like five miles of whatever. So I started this, um, it's called glutes on the grid because Sacramento is a grid. So we would meet like once or twice a week and it kind of became this little community of like stair running and coffee or maybe we'd grab something to eat if it was in the workday evening so that's kind of where the movement started taking place and I realized that I really enjoyed like those hours of just leading these women typically um on a little stair running workout for 45 to 60 minutes and it was just like this little burst of my week of in my think of joy that I was like I think there's something to be said about that, you know, and this is coming from someone who never really took the career path seriously, was always floating around. Like I lived in Australia for a little while and then I'd go travel here and like Mm. just couldn't really find my niche of what do I want to spend time on that doesn't feel like a waste of my time where something that I feel that my investment in what I'm putting time into actually has a return that's fulfilling to me not just because it's a job that needs to get done.
1: I love this story. I lo- I love <laughs> I know so many people who are listening will relate to that too of like the period where you were in before of like traveling and like not like wanting to do work that felt good but yeah. not really knowing what that is and I love this piece and I see it with like so many stories like when we just follow, like, you were just like, Oh, this comes, this is coming naturally. Like I'm -hmm. I'm walking around. I'm like picturing you, like walking around, like this. Like like, come, (laughs) Let's go. Let's do that. Corporate atmosphere
0: of like, who is this person? Like get her, go sit down at your desk.
1: (laughs) She doesn't belong here. Uh, But I, I love that. And it's so amazing that when you find, you know, whatever that thing is that gives back to you and like fills you up, you can't ignore it and you just end up doing it. And I want you to to keep sharing, but I see this thing okay. so often that like, you know, people ask this question of like, what is it that I want to do? Like, how do I know? Like, what is the thing? And truly like, if we just let ourselves go in the world and do things like that answer reveals itself like we don't have to go searching it reveals itself and it's kind of whether or not we listen whether or yeah. not we answer the
0: call it's right. so true though because honestly like i could tell you years before that i was all over the place and i actually hated that i was all over the place it wasn't fulfilling but i would just jump around a lot and like i worked in road construction and the only reason that i like stayed there as long as I did was because I had a great boss and I also had a lot of freedom and I got to travel around the West Coast. Other than that, I would never uh, sat there daily at that desk. And not because there's anything wrong with that. Like there's there's nothing wrong with that type of a job. I it's also really rewarding at the same time. But for me personally, nothing ever really I had no interest. And I'm like, you know, it took me so long because I think I was in my early thirties when I actually Started this business four years ago, the business itself being the studio. But prior to the studio, just over four years ago, I was in fitness for four years before that. And I liked it, but it just was never, as I kind of told you earlier when we were talking, like it, I was always kind of one foot in, one foot out because I wasn't completely satisfied with it Mm. to some level. But I realized that's just so environmental. And I working for other so I'll go back real quick. So like I okay. was at Franklin Templeton. I had this um, friend, he was like, he became a personal trainer. And he held this group fitness class for his friends outside in a park. And I thought, I could do this. Like, I'm going to go to this personal training school. And then I'm going to become a personal trainer. and I'm going to figure it out. Right. So I did. So I quit Franklin Templeton. I had started this one school in like June or something that was locally here. And it was pretty long and tedious, but, you know, worth it. And, you know, typically what happens when you get certified as a, as a personal trainer, the standard route is you would go to a box gym, which is maybe like a 24 hour fitness or Cal fit or LA fitness or something like that. And then you work for them. They feed you clients. You hopefully over time build up your clientele and then you can move to a smaller private gym. Mm -hmm. Well, I tried to work at 24 hour fitness downtown for a month and I had an eye twitch the whole month. I absolutely hated it. It went against all of my integrity as a person when it comes to like selling and you know, the people that they were feeding me, like it just was awful. It was awful. Like I, I absolutely disliked it. And I thought, you know, Katie, once again, Like, if you're going to do this, you have to do it your own way. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs. And it's almost like in this Blomberg genetic of mine, like, you just have to do things your own way. So I did. And one of the cool things about this whole thing is I didn't realize kind of along the way, and it all started with glutes on the grid, okay, that I was planting seeds for my future self. Yeah. And these seeds were starting to sprout. And so... One of my, she's like one of my best friends now, but I, she used to come run stairs with me. That's kind of how we became friends through another friend. She knew a fitness director at CalPERS, which is like the creme de la creme of the state department buildings here. And they have a really nice corporate gym. So I got it. She was able to get me a job there. That then gave me a lot of experience and also more confidence, even though I had not been like professionally teaching classes, I was able to um, teach there and have more people and then kind of get that experience under my belt. And that just kind of segued into more things so that I didn't have to go the traditional route. Yeah. But you know, had I not created that friendship, I would never have had that opportunity at that gym. I'm really thankful for it. And so through the personal training school, I was able to get on at another small private gym for a, a girl who had her own gym. In ESAC, she needed someone to help her, so I was able to help her. So that was another way for me to gain experience. And then also through the personal training school, there was somebody who needed a part-time female trainer to come uh, teach some of her clients because she didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. And her name was Alicia. And Alicia a part of the story because Alicia had this two gyms. Uh, one was the main gym I worked in, and one was this small studio space, which is now MySpace. and so like you know I was kind of like I said always one foot in one foot out and then Alicia this was probably three years later um, was like do you want to buy my gym my big gym and as I kind of mentioned earlier my non-committal self was like "Ooh, that's a really high monthly payment that's a really big space like Uh -uh, like, I, I can't commit to that. But then she said, Well, why don't you take over the studio? And um, so that's where that opportunity came about. And that's kind of what this whole her elevated thing blossomed into. And um, I remember going into the studio and just kind of hanging out there while she still had it like for the day. And I was like, just trying to feel like do I want to do this? Do I want to commit to this? Like, you know, you have all those, those normal doubts and fears of like, well, if I tell people that I know they're going to be like, yeah, right. Like she yeah. doesn't commit to anything. <laughs> um, like there's no way she has her own business. Mm-hmm. Does she even have enough clients? Which I didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Like it's going to be kind of a joke. Like I would laugh to, I'm laughing at myself with that, you know? Yeah. And I remember just being so embarrassed after I, I finally decided to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, it just seems right. If, if I don't do it, I'll never know. And I'll be so upset with myself not knowing, you know, and I don't want to, I owe it to myself not to have this, what if hanging hanging over my head. And I kind of just had this feeling of regardless of what happens, everything is going to be okay. So I'm just going to do it. And I am so glad I did I would say like a week or so after sharing on Facebook and Instagram, I guess that I was taking over this studio. And, you know, I think this, so this would have been at the beginning of December, 2018. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I was planning to start classes like January 1st. And um, I remember getting like a message from this lady who works for the Sacramento business journal. And she reached out to me and she was like, Hey, I just saw that you're opening up this gym. I would love to like, interview you. And I thought, well, that's super random. Like, how does she know me? I don't know her. Um Like, that's nice of her. That's, that's great. You know, this is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> and um she, I said, so, so how did you like find out about this? And she goes, oh, I follow your glutes on the grid um, page. I've just uh-huh. never been. And I was like, I've never seen you there. And she's like, yeah, I'm too afraid to go. And I'm like, oh, well, Following along, you know, but like just the idea that that whole stair running thing, which is simply just my own like form of joy Mm -hmm. turned into so much else, you know,
1: it's so your story is so good. And I know, like, I, I at least know some of the people who are listening to this or have an idea. And I just know that so many people are relating to so many parts of your story. And I, I, love when you said you're like I just had this moment of like I knew that everything was going to be okay and you wanted to just try it because you didn't want to live with like the what if and that moment and you're like I, I wasn't really ready I didn't have enough clients like I didn't really know for sure and entrepreneurial ship is not the easiest thing in the world especially not no. mentally <laughs> um I come from a, a background of it too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're blessed in that way to have, you know, I grew up, I've shared this on the podcast with my dad would say like, the only way to make money is to start your own business, which, you know, I just got off the phone with a client this morning who heard in her dialogue was like, the only way to make money is to work in corporate. So like those, <laughs> those things, you know, play a lot in your roles, but it's such a pivotal moment that you are in that I know so many people are relating to it, of like, are you just gonna go after the thing and see like, will this actually work out if I, you know, follow my dreams or do this mm-hmm. thing? And we you never know.
0: You don't. And you and that's know. the thing, even when I started, what I started at at let's just say four years ago, three, four years and three months ago. Where I am now, I finally feel, and you know, we had COVID, like, had to go through that little issue, (laughs) that little hurdle. Um, But just now, I feel like I am finally eating the fruit from my seeds that I planted in January of 2019. And what I always wanted for the studio, which at the beginning, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have, you know, I had a general idea and it founded like in two things. One, you know, I just want a space for women to like feel good and move. That's the basic part. And two, it's going to be all the things that I didn't like in other fitness studios. All the vibes and energy that you dislike in all those fitness studios, we are the opposite of that. I love that. And cuz like I I don't want to be in that place. So why like what other people want to be in that place and Mm -hmm. nothing against those studios. It has nothing. It's just a personal thing. Right. And whether it be the gym owner's energy, whether it be the lighting, um, whether it be the uh, music or the other people that attend, like it's just opposite of that. And so that was what I was running with. I'm like, those are the two things. Okay. Now what else are we going to do? I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. And, um, when I took over that studio, it was already kind of running as just a space that people could rent. So uh, when Alicia had it, she wasn't actually using it for fitness. She just had this space that people could pay her to use. So I completely changed it. I put my whole little Hawaiian Island vibe that I like on it and um, yeah, just created this space for people to show up and women as they are and Hopefully they'll come. You know, I, I did have like a handful and a half of clients, but I didn't have enough to sustain the rent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now here we are, like, like I said, over four years later and like, I hardly have any hours available at the studio for people too. So good. Rent.
1: So good. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And it's like that. Um, did you used to live in Hawaii?
0: No, but I've been a lot of times and I really love it. And if I could, I'd be living there right now. Yeah,
1: amazing. (laughs) Okay, I had to ask because I know. Yeah. I
0: actually, right before, like I'd say the year before I took over the studio, I kind of did hop over to Maui for a couple weeks. I was like, I'm going to move here. Really poor planning, like really poor planning. And then also I kind of had this moment of like, not your time. My grandma and I are really close. She's still around. I was like, not leaving her. My old dog at the time was like 16. Mm I was like, I can't leave him. Like, you need to go back home and you need to settle down and then do whatever you need to do until it's time to like move over there. Yeah. Yeah. So then (laughs) this opportunity came about. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing this. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's just so like interesting to look at the timeline because there's, there could always be a reason why not? That's like what I'm getting so much out of this. And Mm -hmm. I like, so agree. And sometimes the only way to really articulate this is to just share like through stories, but there's always reasons why not to do something. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, cliche kind of quote of like, if you do it right, the first time you waited too long, or if you think Mm. you're ready, it's too late or whatever. Like you have to sort of go and when things feel good. And I just love that you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to hold the intention. I'm going to do it. And clearly like it's doing amazing and people are coming. And I want to speak to that piece of when you were talking earlier, I also, it's so funny. I've also experienced the eye twitch for a month when (laughs) I, I don't know, like what, there was like something in my business that was like, wasn't feeling good. I don't know like what it was, but yeah, if your eyes twitching, like, for a month, like, maybe switch some things around. <laughs> I'm pretty
0: sure the <laughs> day I quit, it went away. <laughs> yeah, I remember.
1: <laughs> I actually think the day I, like, maybe not the day, but, like, as soon as I hired, I was doing everything mm-hmm. alone. And I, like, hired. I was, like, going to the doctor. and Like, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, what's wrong? And like, you're stressed. I'm like, no way. I love my life. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. be stressed. Can't be it. Yeah. yeah. And then I think I hired someone. and like started moving more and skateboarding more and my eye twitch went away. And um, so funny, but what was I saying? It's a oh, good
0: indicator. It's a silent indicator.
1: It's a good indicator. You, you can't mm-hmm. ignore the eye twitch. When, like, when your eye twitches, do something else. <laughs> just yes. find, find a new path. But yeah, that piece, this is also so great. And like so much of what I like stand for and teach and share is oftentimes it's just these little bits of things like these little tiny shifts we make to make something feel better and like you were saying Mm -hmm. before like I liked fitness but I was one foot in one foot out because the environment wasn't really it or I was like the box gyms weren't it or like the music wasn't it and so often right it's we do this as humans we have this black and white thinking it's a trauma response and we're like I'm in or I'm out and usually it's like the better thing to do is just open up that curiosity of like how could this feel better? How could I enjoy mm-hmm. this more? What would make, you know, what would make this feel better for me? And I mm-hmm. I think that's like the best question that anybody can have and keep in their back pocket of just constantly going, okay, what would make this feel a little bit better? So I love that you were like one foot in, one foot out, and now you've created this thing that's so you and i'm assuming it feels good i'm assuming it, it feels,
0: feels really good, good. <laughs> honestly it it feels really good and not i mean i've always been honest with others when they kind of ask me like oh i want to do a brick and mortar and i'm like yeah i think it's a great idea but mm-hmm. it's a lot of work and i would never discourage anyone from straying away from that but i also think that sometimes people and and i was one of these people too is un- they're unrealistic to the reality of how much work it is. And everything falls back on me, you know, and there's been times where I'm out of town and the stereo goes out or, and they all sound like little things. But in the moment when you can't there, you can't be there to control it. It's, it's a lot, you know, and, um, or maybe like just last month, my heater HVAC system went out. You know, so we were without heat for three and a half weeks, and figuring that out, and it's it's a lot. And you know, I like I, I do have um two great ladies who help me. One who helps me more on the admin side with people who rent the studio, and then another who helps me like in person if I'm not there to like clean it or show a new rent or something or whatever. Which I'm so appreciative of them. But everything else I do on my own. I clean the studio all the time. I market the studio. I try to retain the clients. I think of a lot of the creative ways that we can not only like bring people in or let people know about our space, but then also I say, I always say our, but guess it, it's just me, but like, I, I just, it's always our, yeah. <laughs> the studio and I, <laughs> um, <Us. laughs> yeah, I, it's only actually one of the like things Brooke and I talked about initially, I was always like her and I her being the studio and it would just be kind of came this joke. Cause it's true. Like when I talk and we, I'm talking about studio and I, yeah. and um, <laughs> sounds funny, but like it's true. Um, but it's a lot of work and more than anything, I'm so happy that it has turned into like what it has turned into, but I am also very grateful for the learning experiences I've had over the last four years as an individual, as a woman, and it's the hardest I've ever worked. And it's also brought the most joy. So I know that's where I'm supposed to be because mm. it, I mean, I have never worked this hard for something, but it doesn't, I mean, this, I'm not going to say the whole cliche. It's like, it's not work if it's passion or something yeah. like that. I don't know. It is work. It right. is work, but it can be both. You can yeah. work really hard and also be very passionate about it at the same time, but yet it's, the reality is it's still my time and my energy. So it's still work. Like I can't just sit back and throw my feet up and then just let it like, whatever. I still show up weekly. Some days I have over 30 women that I see in the day. And like, you know, I have to be aware of my energy. I have to be aware of what I'm bringing to the table. So it's not like I'm just sitting behind a computer working and like, you know, kind of can take a little like, relax time if I want or something like that. Like, no, I have to be present and show up and you know, I'm this little happy hour of their day. And you know, I have to be very mindful of that all the time and make sure that I'm like taken care of so that I can put that forward to them. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot of work. It's just, it's not always easy, but it is really rewarding and I'm really happy with it. And I'm happy with the experiences I've had with it. Like the little, um, what do you call it? Like, collaborations I've had with it and things like that and the relationships I've created from it, it's it's all been really worth it.
1: Yeah. But it's so good listening to you reflect that. And I can totally agree like on my side of like what Mm I do. And it's funny because I work with a lot of people who do similar kind of things, like entrepreneurs in general. I can kind Mm -hmm. of put them all under the thing. And I'm like, it's not easy. It's a <laughs> shitload of work. Like what would be easy is getting a job you don't like, clocking in, going home at five o'clock. Like that is easy. <laughs> like that yeah. would be- And easy.
0: I've still thought about that over the last oh, four yeah, years. Some, Trust me. Sometimes <laughs>
1: I, like, I've daydreamed about like- Grass oh, is greener for sure. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. a paycheck and then at five o'clock- I Paid just, time off. Leave. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I'm on uh, vacation. And I don't even have to think about this for a second, you know? Right.
1: But it's like mm. that energy- peace and this is just you know I mean there's oh my gosh like so many different ways that we could go with this conversation but I always we never want our goal for what we want in life to be like the easy if we're already thinking like oh I want to start this business or I want to do this thing in my life because I want it to be just so simple it's like that's not the thing because whatever we actually pour our heart and energy into is going to be a lot but as long as we're fully backing it, like mm-hmm. we'll always have the energy to do the work. And yes. it's, and it's so much work. I mean, I've worked so hard over here on like what I'm doing, but I mm-hmm. still have more energy than I had when I was doing other yes. things.
0: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And you know, I, I love the moments where, uh, where sometimes I'll take like a, I don't know if you've ever heard of boot tea B-U-T-I yoga. Uh I love booty. yoga, And there's a girl, Jen, who teaches a class in there once a week. And I usually feel it after this class. And sometimes I think because it's a little darker in the evening. Right. And so take the class. It's really loud. It's really like kind of nonstop. It's really fun. And then at the end, you lay in kind of like a shavasana and uh, the music's still loud, but it's mellower music. And so many times after her class, I've laid there and I've just been so thankful mm. and grateful. And I, I'm like this every day. It's just part of my personality. But like, <laughs> i just so happy. Like, it makes me so happy. And in that moment that I'm feeling that little like post-class high, I'm like, this is the fucking answer. This is where it comes back to the movement, right? It's like, mm-hmm. this feels so good. And it feels extra good because I'm doing it in my own space. And look at this space I've created and this energy that's harnessed within this space. But like, moving my body like that, even after a long day, and feeling that energy, like all like within my body, and then it just radiates to like everything else. And it just feels so good. And that's what I want people to experience whether it's through her class or my class or whatever. Like that is like the segue to where the name of the whole studio comes from. Her elevated is like living your elevated life, like living that higher version of you and whatever that looks like because it just feels so good. And then it translates into everything else in your life. Yeah, And I don't know, I, I love that little high and like I said, it just makes me really appreciative of the space and the studio and everyone who comes through there. And like, I I always say, like, you know, individually, we show up and collectively, we elevate and through all like the energy that comes through the studio and all the different forms that is brought in on a weekly and monthly basis, you can feel that energy when you walk in. And a lot of people who've never been to the space, they'll come in and sometimes they don't know that it's my space and they'll be like, Oh, I feel so good in here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm so glad you feel it wow. <laughs> because it's a safe space. It's a, it's a welcoming, it's, it's just, there's something about it. It's like a little Shangri-La portal or something that just feels good. And mm-hmm. yeah, I am just happy I get to provide that people in Sacramento
1: (laughs) yeah and I'm so happy I hope that I get to come in one day but I'm like yeah hearing you it's like so incredible that you did that because now look what you get to create this like elevated space that the closest thing I can think of I go to my energy doctor here in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and his whole thing is getting people to live at a higher energetic frequency Mm -hmm. this whole thing And every time I go in there, I'm just like, ah, like having access to a space like that, the ripple effect that that will have in the Mm -hmm. world is, I mean, you can't even fathom like what that does to the people who come in there and then the whole ripple. So, so incredible that you are creating that for people to experience. Thanks.
0: It feels really good. And it, it makes me like, you know, it's. I think it's important to reflect on it as an individual. Like I created that and coming from someone who fought so um, much with myself about, am I going to live in Sydney or am I going to live in Sacramento? Am I going to live in Sydney or am I going to live in Sacramento? Oh, what should I do for a job? Oh, I'll just get this temp job or, oh, I'll just work for this road construction. Oh, I'll just work at this random investment company. <laughs> like coming from somebody who's had all these random work experiences and never could find something that I truly enjoyed it feels really good to say like oh I I did that and in a very humble appreciative way of like this wasn't fucking easy but I did it
1: yeah I wonder how many people like were just relating to that like like I totally have had that dialogue so many times and I feel like we spend so much time like I do this every day. I'm like, do I live in LA? Do I move to San Diego tomorrow? Do I move there in a month? Like, do I, what what about like when I'm going to live in Vermont? Like we spend all this time looking at like these little details, right? But it's like when we throw ourselves into our life's work, the details do not matter and or Mm -mm. they unfold and you'll end up like you're like I'm gonna open my second location in Maui like (laughs) like it's like wait we we go there and I want to ask you this because when I'm hearing you talk and this was sort of my experience with I didn't really share that I'm like was relating so much to like everything you said it's so funny I used to work in construction and then I actually got Uh (laughs) into personal development through doing like fitness, like health coaching, not really Mm -hmm. just like leading accountability groups. So I was just like really, really relating to your story. But when you were saying before, like that you weren't ready or, you know, like the whole thing, when I was in the beginning of my business, like I wasn't ready in the sense that I mean, God, there's like so many reasons I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many levels that I didn't have my shit together. There were yes. places that like when I started my business, I had like, you know, I had like some habits left over from college that like I was no longer taking part in, but they weren't that far in my history. And I was like very freshly, like basically still had. An eating disorder. Like there were so many things, like mm-hmm. that. I was like, "Oh, I'm like not here. I'm not ready." But mm-hmm. creating, like, saying yes to the thing that I really felt called to do and couldn't ignore. Like it wasn't even a choice. I just couldn't ignore it. Saying yes to this path was the thing that brought me the healing. And mm-hmm. and it, when you said before, you're like, "I have to kind of protect myself and make sure I'm like showing up in these ways." I've been thinking about this recently in my life. Like I am so devoted to my business and my clients mm-hmm. out of a place of pure joy that like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't drink. Cause I like, don't love to drink, but like, I don't drink because like, I want to show up so clear on yeah. my calls <laughs> and it's like, I don't yeah. stay up late because I want to be like there. And and uh-huh. I just feel like devoting to my work has just been this, insane like healer and expander mm-hmm. for me and I'm, I'm curious like what that was like for you or if you kind of feel the same way
0: yeah no I agree I mean I never really liked to drink that much I mean maybe when I was younger but like it's just never really been my thing but I know that like for example tomorrow I have a 12-hour day I maybe have eight or nine ten sessions if I were to not be taking care of myself or putting myself first, like my day is going to kind of be miserable. I can still put on a pretty good face, even if I'm not feeling my best, but like, um, I don't want to feel like that. And, and also, I also want to inspire others to say, you can make these changes and they can be totally fine and your life can be fulfilled. Um, and you don't have to, you don't have to do the things that make you feel funky or shitty. And um, that's like another one of the, like the little pillars, I guess, of living life, like her elevated is that like, when you take care of yourself first, when you put yourself first through everything, when you learn to say no, thanks, or like, say yes to the things that, you know, will bring you joy, or also like be open to ex- new experiences, you one, take a hold of your own life and you're living it with more intention. But then two, like it just reflects into everything in your life, right? Like and that's what kind of elevating yourself is all about is that you're saying yes and living with intention with yourself that it trickles into everything else and it less it's less complicated. It it's easier. People can tell the difference in your energy. They can tell the difference in your skin. They can tell the difference in, in you. And when, before her elevated and before I actually started like applying what I was just talking about to myself, like following through with your words, that's a huge thing. And I try to indirectly talk about a lot of these things in class Mm -hmm. um, and not as a preaching type of a way of, but I'm like, I know what some of you are struggling with, but if you just worked on making better decisions that were more complementing to the lifestyle you're wanting to live, I promise you they will, it will change and you will get to where you want to be. Right. And, and I am a living example of that. So it's not as if someone could say, well, how do you know, or you wouldn't know. And it's like, well, no, I do know because I have done that for myself. And Yeah, I just feel, like, overall, that, like, I just don't like feeling crappy, so I just try to make the best, like, decisions (laughs) I can for myself, like, all the time, because I don't want to feel low energy, or, like, I want to be able to show up and, like, not have a doozy class, or, like, be like, what was that? Like, you know, like, they didn't find that one, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, um, like, so, I see so (laughs) often, like, you know, I talk to women mostly all the time about like mm-hmm. making these leaps in life and then I I hear these pieces come up of like oh I don't know if I it's like we I see and witness people like second guess their own ability to like energetically follow through or to like mm-hmm. not energetically but like if I do this will I be excited about it. Will Mm -hmm. I like be there? And I I just think it's like, when there's not an option, like when you're so lit up or excited by something, it's like, you don't have to worry because if there's like any habits you have, if you like stay up too late or like this or that, like the, the purpose of the thing you're doing will Mm -hmm. be bigger than that. So Mm -hmm. like follow the purpose thing and all that little stuff. Yeah. yeah, will go. Yeah. Away, or you know, the purpose will be bigger, and I couldn't agree. And maybe it
0: changes, you know. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Like, I can't tell you how many people just this last week were like, "You got me up for a 7 a.m. class on a Saturday. I would never like, like, but now I don't even think about it. I just do it. And it's like, well, that's you. It's not me, you know. Like, yeah, I'm providing this guidance, but you're obviously feeling the direct outcome of you showing up to something that you also know is good for you, whether you like it or not. And you, your body just knows that it wants that. Like, so it's not really me per se. Maybe you've just kind of found the right thing that will like help you do that. Right. Mm -hmm. The right type of movement or the right uh, community that I've created. Cause I really love the community of the women that go there. And you know, maybe it's that that was missing prior for somebody when it came to like their fitness journey or whatever, but it's, it's like, no, you're doing that because you are finally feeling the like direct return from the energy you're putting forward into this little part of your life, this little chapter of your life, you know? And I think if you can ride that feeling and just pay attention to that and create and construct this new sunny path, as opposed to this one that like, it's kind of dark that you've been going down, even though you really don't like it. But if you can like machete the shit out of the new path at first, you will feel it. And then you'll be like, oh, I want to stay here. And you'll then continue to show up for that path. Right. But you have to you have to be willing to have boundaries with yourself and be like, have uh, some self control and awareness and, and, you know, be mindful of like, the decisions you make as opposed to like just leisurely going through life and not really thinking much about it.
1: Yeah it's not gonna get you anywhere, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I love that you describe the two paths. And it's like I share this a lot in my teaching of the only way, the best way to really change something in our life is to have a new experience that mm-hmm. is something different. And like once exactly what you explained, right? It's like once you Feel that or have that experience of something better and brighter you're like got it and then that yeah. is that is how you get out of yeah. whatever patterns is by going because once mm-hmm. you feel that new thing like you can't unfeel it like Mm-mm. it's it's easy to think you know on the contrary right if you have like a a bad experience like you can't unfeel do it. Or like, I I watched a scary movie as a kid. And anytime I looked in the yard, like (laughs) I got freaked out. Right, It's like (laughs) the same thing as when you have a good experience, like you're always going to remember that. So like, I think what I'm really getting and like landing in from this conversation is like, allow yourself to experience something better. Allow yourself to take the leap. If it is a leap Mm -hmm. toward what you want and like, allow yourself to feel and create an experience and see like what it is that you want to do. Cause we all right. have like mm-hmm. at some point, and especially people who are listening to this podcast and, and probably your community and in my community, it's like, we know that there's something that we really want to be experiencing in this life. Let yourself have a little bit of it. Let yourself mm-hmm. take a walk there and see what it feels like.
0: Mm-hmm. And be open to it, you know? And that's, that's another thing. Like why immediately close yourself off to something you don't even know about. Right. And so part of something I've created for like my community of women who train with me is like, I call them these eVIP, for lack of like a better word. It's like elevated VIPs and they get a different email every month that goes out, not just this general studio email of like, what's going on. But like, here's, some other things that I have planned specifically for them. Right. And so we've done like a sound bath that was just for them. We've done uh, a cacao ceremony, like a new year cacao ceremony, just for them. We did um, like mobile making with these like driftwood and like cloth things. And like, it's a, a private experience for them to try things in a community of women that they know, that So if they want to try something new in their life, they can. And it's doesn't typically cost much. Like we also did recently like uh, a watercolor painting with a high tea session, <laughs> like random stuff. But it's like, here's an opportunity for you to come into the safe space that you're aware of with women you might typically know or at least know are the same like capacity and like try something new. Because if you don't try new things How does your life evolve? How do you grow? How do you like add new joy to your life? And like, that's all about living her elevated life because, like, don't stay stagnant. Don't stay in the shit. Don't stay in the things that make you feel funky. Like, change your attention to stuff that brings you happiness and joy and not like the societal norms that we all get so caught up in,
1: you know? So, good. so, so good. Love, love, love the new things and yes. trying new
0: things and like saying yes to things.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> I really like, you kind of tested to, or attested to this before, but I truly believe it's like a mantra that I live by is like up and up and up and up. Like, if mm-hmm. not, that, something better. Like walk in the direction of something that feels good. And even if it's not it, like you will be catapulted into a direction. Yes, it's like your story with you got the job that you didn't like, <laughs> even though that could have been like, you know, this not great experience, it catapulted what you have now. So it's like, keep all we can do is keep walking toward what we want. Trust Mm -hmm. that it is up and up and up. And we're always going to be led to closer, you know, to what it is that we're meant to do in this life.
0: Yeah, And that's what makes it fun. You know, like, I don't know. I just been so reflective. And I like, I'm kind of a nostalgic person too. And I just like think about lives. And I look at like my grandma's life, she's almost 95. And like, we can't just sit and show up on this like half ass version of ourselves all the time. And it feels so much better when you say yes to the things that like, you know, bring you joy. And then also say yes to things that you're like, Oh, I've always wanted to try this or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But like, it could be it could be any spectrum of things, but just like showing up and trying something and like not living in this what if mentality for your whole life, you know? Yeah,
1: like, yes, yes, exactly that. Like and the faster we take action, the sooner you'll figure it out because the what if might not be a good idea, but as soon as you take a step, you'll go, okay, that wasn't it. But now I think I know what it is. So, so Mm -hmm. important. I absolutely adored our conversation. I love everything that you stand for. I felt so much resonance in talking to you and have a really strong feeling that people are probably enjoying listening. So definitely let us know um, if you are listening, like what parts of this episode really landed for you. And I would love for you just to share. I know you're in Sacramento, um, Mm -hmm. but I'd love for you to share like where people can find you and if they're curious, how they can get in touch.
0: Yeah, um, so my Instagram is her underscore elevated, as you mentioned before. Um, I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it for the business. Um, and that, and then her just C-O as my web address, um, like reach out to me. Like I'm such an open book and I love to chat and I'm um, happy to share whatever. And if you're in Sacramento, come by. And Jaden, if you're in Sacramento, <laughs> I'll come by. Yeah. And um yeah, there's just like so much more. I would love to have continued talking with you and like uh sharing just more about all the things. But yeah. yeah. So thanks. I appreciate that- your time so much. And like for you inviting me to this conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy. And like maybe we'll do maybe we'll do an episode two at one point. Is there anything that you feel like you wanted to throw in there before we end or do you feel good?
0: I feel so good. Yeah, I feel so good. There's another thing that I would love, like if you have any kind of body funkiness that, you know, it's just whatever, sitting weird for you. Mm-hmm. Like we had this project called Operation Her Elevated, which you can find with the hashtag Operation Her Elevated. And it's a bunch of women, um, it's a little like project that the Stacy, the photographer and I did about sharing body stories. And so if you're ever feeling like funky about your flaws, your so-called flaws and like yourself, take a, take a look there because it's a great way to relate to other women um, who vulnerably showed up in their underwear um, to take photos and share their body stories. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And I I feel like we could probably do a whole episode on that topic <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah. we yes. could do a whole season um but beautiful conversation yeah. well today. thank
0: you so much yeah thank you yeah for- really lovely to meet you on here
1: <laughs> awesome thank you and Aww. for everybody listening definitely let us know what resonated you can the best way is to just share this episode directly on your instagram story and if you tag me and katie at her elevated And share like what your takeaways were. It's kind of the best spot to get us both. And yeah, I'll see you in the next episode. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.